Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello everyone and welcome to the History of England, a guest episode 117A, The Poet and the Mistress by Carrie Palmer. The following text has been written by Carrie and I've spoken it for her. I hope you enjoy listening to it. Geoffrey Chaucer, arguably England's first poet laureate, was not a nobleman or the son of a noble house. His family were, in fact, wine merchants. And as there are no recorded siblings, it was very unusual for the time that Geoffrey's life would be devoted to royal service rather than pursuing the family trade. That Geoffrey's father was able to place his son in the household of the Countess of Ulster in 1357, who would marry Edward III's second son in 1359, can only speak to the amount of influence the Chaucers and the London merchants as a class were beginning to acquire. Geoffrey began his service as a page which basically meant a servant. He later moved up to being a valet, which could cover a lot of duties and not just dressing the boss. By 1366, he had moved up from serving the Ulsters to serving Edward III as a diplomat. At this point, as a rising royal servant and the beneficiary of a large mercantile fortune, Geoffrey had to acquire a wife. Enter the de Rouet sisters. Philippa and Catherine de Rouet were the daughters of a Hainalter knight of sufficiently good family, and they were taken care of by Queen Philippa, for whom Philippa de Rouet was named, like all the other Philippas of the time. One wishes that someone had given out copies of baby name books with strict injunctions not to name their children after the grands. Anyway, both girls were brought up with the royal princess Blanche of Lancaster and taken into royal service as gentlewomen. In 1366, when Geoffrey was looking for that perfect woman to be Mrs Chaucer, run his household, bear his kids and look decorative on his arm at the holiday parties like any good civil servant's wife, his eyes may have lit on Philippa de Rouet. Of course, in the Middle Ages, the two of them didn't smile across the hall at meals, Geoffrey didn't ask her out on a date. There was no necking or hanky-panky, no sneaking out of the window or serious talks with Dad about how Geoff was not exactly right for Papa Rowe's little girl. With all that gasp writing of poetry, maybe he was well... But in fact, his poetry writing 
would have been a factor in his favour at the time. Most likely the marriage was actually arranged. A daughter of a gentleman, even a foreigner, was a step up socially for the son of a merchant, even a wealthy one. Given that Jeff and Pippa would have spent much of their marriage apart, it's likely Jeff was told one day by the king that it was timed he was married, wasn't it, old boy? And his Pippa had a nice girl in mind, also named Pippa, and Philippa de Rue was simply given a dress and some jewellery and told when to show up at the church. In theory, a woman did have the right to refuse a marriage she didn't want, but since neither de Rue girl had much in the way of a marriage portion and were pretty dependent on the royal family for their livings, Geoffrey would have looked like a good prospect for Philippa. The mistress of the story, though, isn't Philippa de Rue, but Philippa's younger sister, Catherine. Catherine's marriage would be arranged to a landed knight named Hugh Swinford, who served the Lancasters, and was probably arranged for her by her childhood friend Blanche, with approval of the Queen, much as Philippa's had been arranged to Geoffrey Chaucer. The affair in question was between Catherine and John of Gaunt, the Duke of Lancaster. Now you may think what's coming is the typical story of an ambitious family of courtiers queuing up their girl to snag a royal, who would provide Jeff with a patent for his poetry, along with wealth and titles for the rest of the family, but you're wrong. Neither Jeff nor Philippa seem to have benefited from Catherine's affair, though their children may have. The strong evidence that Jeff himself disliked what his sister-in-law was getting up to with the Duke, but then maybe Jeff had soured on women and romance by his wife by that stage. Catherine and John's love affair seems to have begun sometime in the late 1371 or early 1372, after John's marriage to Constance of Castile. By this time, Catherine was a widow, and had been given a position in the Lancastrian household as governess to John's children by Blanche, and later his daughters by Constance. Given that Catherine's two children by Hugh Swinford were raised with the ducal children, it must have been an interesting time in the nursery. Constance's reaction isn't recorded, but since her marriage was a business arrangement aimed at gaining her and John the Castilian throne, the affair probably didn't bother her that much. Part of Constance of Castile's willingness to bear her husband's affair with her daughter's governess may have also been that Catherine was not like many royal mistresses or favourites. Catherine and her family received no permanent grants of land or large amounts of money or jewels during Constance's tenure as Duchess of Lancaster, and Constance was treated at all times as the Duchess of Lancaster and Queen of Castile. In addition, Constance's daughter Catherine would grow up to be a cultured, capable woman who ruled Castile as wife of Henry III of Castile and later as co-regent for her son. So evidently, Catherine Swinford did her job at overseeing the ducal nursery and the children's education very well. During the years of their affair, Catherine did receive certain tokens of her royal lover's affection. John of Gaunt's accounts record occasional grants of money and gifts, such as wardships, gold cups and timbers. After all, nothing said I love you in the Middle Ages like that gift of wood for repairing your barn. In addition, Catherine's younger daughter by Hugh Swinford, Margaret, was allowed to become a nun at a convent that routinely accepted only daughters of the high nobility and royal family. Philippa de Rue is recorded as receiving gifts from John of Gaunt, gold standing cups with lids, a common item 
which the well-prepared noble bought in gross, and grants of money in addition to her pensions from serving the Queen and from her service to Blanche of Lancaster. But these tended to be around the traditional twelfth night giving, and not a perk of being the sister of the Duke's mistress. The grants of money and the pension granted to Geoffrey Chaucer also follow this pattern, or seem to have been part of Gaunt's regular patronage of Chaucer's works, which were produced at irregular intervals while he was serving the court. Catherine would bear John of Gaunt four children, John Henry, Thomas and Joan. This is another instance of the need for a baby name book, as John had two sons named Henry, the other being the future Henry IV, and Catherine's son by her first husband was named Thomas. The four children were given the surname Beaufort, for an estate John of Gaunt had once held in France. The eldest, John Beaufort, would become the Earl of Somerset, the father of a Queen of Scotland, and the grandfather of Margaret Beaufort, the mother of Henry VII. Thomas Beaufort became the first Duke of Exeter. Henry became Cardinal Beaufort, one of the most influential figures in the reigns of Henry IV, V and VI. Joan, meanwhile, married Ralph Neville, first Earl of Westmoreland, and through her daughter Cecily became the grandmother of both Edward IV and Warwick the Kingmaker. And that's the short list of their descendants, which includes five American presidents. John and Catherine married in 1396, thus legitimising their four children in the eyes of the church. In 1397, King Richard II passed an Act of Parliament legitimising the Beauforts, which did allow them to inherit the throne after the sons of John's marriage to Blanche. It was not until 1407 that the Beaufort children were removed from the succession by letters patent, which arguably actually did not legally bar them from the throne. John and Catherine had little time, however, to enjoy the fruits of legitimate love. John would die only three years later in 1399, possibly of venereal disease, and be buried at his request beside Blanche of Lancaster in St Paul's Cathedral in London. Catherine would follow him only three years later and be buried in Lincoln Cathedral. After Richard II lost the throne in 1399, Geoffrey seems to have retired from civil service with a pension from Henry IV, Obviously, being the brother-in-law of the king's stepmother wasn't worth much. To write some rather bitter poems on women and marriage and, of course, the Canterbury Tales, the first story in English since Beowulf and the first piece of literature in English during the period. He's buried in what became, in the centuries after his death, the poet's corner of Westminster Abbey. His son Thomas would eventually be knighted and his granddaughter Alice, Duchess of Suffolk's son, would marry a sister of Edward IV and her grandson would be heir to Richard III. So there we go. Hope you all enjoyed that. Thank you very much to Carrie for writing it, and thanks to all of you for listening. Good luck, everyone, and have a great week.